Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Little Women. We're three best friends who created this podcast for the hopes of communicating to an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics such as significant movements to simple teenage issues that can feel completely overwhelming. Our first chapter of this podcast is going to be our weekly favourites that we do every episode. So Hannah, do you want to kick us off? Okay, yeah, my weekly favourites. So um, I was struggling this week to find three because, um, I don't know, I was speaking to Summer just now saying, like, I haven't really done that much this week. So my first one isn't actually from this week. It's from kind of the whole quarantine period, to be honest. But I loved it so much that I think I should recommend it on here. And it's a Wattpad book called In 27 Days. Now, it's basically about um this girl who um has a classmate and he kills himself right at the beginning of the book and then she's given the option to go back 27 days in time to stop him from killing himself basically and once you get your head around the fact that you know she gets to go back in time (laughs) it's actually a really good book and it seriously made me cry it's like the fault in our stars all the bright places like that kind of vibe and it's free to read and it's such a good book i think it's being made into a film i'm not sure but i really hope it is so yeah that's my first fave sometimes nice. right so uh, my first fave is something i used to watch so much and i haven't watched it in a while mainly because i've been watching other series and the other day it was a reunion i think it was 10 years which is Teen Wolf. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, the only reason I started watching this TV show is because I started get, I got obsessed with Dylan O'Brien in, like, 2016. <laughs> Still am. He's great. But I just, I just started watching it again, and I forgot how good it was. And I know you guys don't really like it, but I love it. So, yeah, that's my first favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Jaylan. <laughs> Um, my first favourite is this YouTuber called Anthony Padilla. I think that's how you pronounce his name. So sorry if I've just completely butchered that. But he basically does YouTube videos and it's a series where he spends a day with different types of people. And I just find it really fascinating. And he's so unbiased and so respectful of whoever he's interviewing. Like, it's amazing. So he's interviewed, um, like, I spent a day with people who have Tourette's. I spent a day with pansexuals, asexuals. Um, I spent the day with drag queens. He just spends a day with all these different types of people. Even, um, like, I can't remember the right terminology, but, like, adults who dress up as babies. And he's just... It's really interesting to see someone interviewing all these different types of people. And he seems to have, like, no bias whatsoever. And he's really intrigued by all these different people. And I just find the whole thing really fascinating. And his most recent one, um, which is very relevant right now, he spent a day with Black Lives Matter protesters and he actually went to protests and interviewed like, loads of different people and just getting their opinions. And yeah, I just find him really, really interesting if you want to learn about loads of different kinds of people. Cool. Hmm. I have to check it that sounds out. woke. <laughs> a woke queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my next favourite is... Um, Something that's been on TV recently, and that is the Glastonbury highlights. Um, oh, yeah. So on BBC and BBC iPlayer, they've just been running like the Glastonbury highlights from the past however many years, because uh, I think it was meant to be Glastonbury like last weekend or something. 
And I always love watching it when it's on TV. And unfortunately, obviously, it couldn't be on TV this year. But it was quite good because on BBC iPlayer, you can just choose like the acts that you want to listen to. So you just listen to their entire set. And I just find it really entertaining and makes me want to go to a concert. And obviously, you can't do that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's still on BBC iPlayer. So, and it's like, there's so much variety as well with Glastonbury. So any artist you can think of, they've probably performed there, not going to lie. Mm. So, yeah, go check that out. So what much. was your fave artist to oh, listen to? Um, uh, well, I watched the Arctic Monkeys set. I really liked that. Um, Coldplay were really good, the one I watched. Mm. Um, also Adele when she did it. That was amazing. Oh, she was so good, wasn't she? Um, but also just, like, watching, like, smaller acts as well. They just do, like, little snippets of their sets. So, like, Tame Impala... I'm trying to think now. I can't really remember. <laughs> but yeah, I um, really, really like that. So yeah, Summer? Uh, my next favourite, I I was struggling with this one as well this week. So I kind of just generalised one app, which is Twitter. So <laughs> I I never really like got into Twitter that much. But now, I'm not sure if it's just because of lockdown, but I've been using it a lot more just to keep up to date with things. Because I don't really watch the news because I feel like it's really biased and everything. Um, And I know I'm saying, like, all Twitter, like, it's probably fake and everything. But usually it's not. And you can kind of use different sources to find out what's actually happening rather than just going straight to the news. So Mm. I feel like it's a really good way to educate yourself on, like, different things. And then you've also got all different types of people on there who have different opinions. So you can kind of also, like set your opinion based on loads and loads of different sources so yeah Mm. that's my next favorite i feel like twitter as well they like if you go on instagram or tiktok then most of the stuff like the memes and stuff comes from twitter yeah definitely get it right from the source yeah (laughs) (laughs) um My second favourite of the week is Grace and Frankie and it's a Netflix t- um, series and it's been out for years but like the most recent seasons come out earlier this year and I completely forgot about it. So I've just started watching their newest season and I just really, really enjoy it because it's such an easy watch and I, I like that. Like, even though I'm not doing much during lockdown, I still like easy things. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, with Grace and Frankie, it basically there are no spoilers in this because it happens in the first episode, but there are these two blokes who are best friends and they do golf trips and business trips together and they come out to their wives that they're gay and they've been gay for like 40 years whilst he, they've been married to these two women. And these two women like don't get along, like they're completely opposite and whenever the four of them had to go out for dinner, the two women just never liked each other because they come from opposite worlds. But their husbands have now come out gay and they have to, they want to move out. So the wives move into the beach house and the husbands move in together. And it's a really funny series. And I I really like seeing the relationship develop between the two women. And they're all, I don't know if I mentioned, but they're all like elderly. And it's really interesting just seeing like their journey and how they cope, knowing that they're getting older. And yeah, I just find it really fascinating. And then they... I don't know it's just really good insight into like elderly people because you just have like this assumption that they're weak and vulnerable but I don't know I really enjoy seeing a different side to it and how they cope with like normal aging things like your hip giving out and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds good because I feel like most of the tv I watch is either like teenagers or young adults to adults so 
It'll be good to yeah, see that. So my last favourite is um, a series on YouTube, and it's a Sims 4 Let's Play. <laughs> because <laughs> I... Right, okay, I'm such a big fan of The Sims, you guys already know. And I've recently got into Sims YouTube. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing. And then I started watching, like, speed builds, and then I saw like, Let's Plays. But the thing is, I'm really picky about Let's Plays. They're basically, like, where they just play like a storyline on the sims or something but if i don't like like the youtuber's voice or like something about them just annoys me then i can't watch any of their videos i don't know why (laughs) but um i have to really like them as a person to actually watch the videos basically um and this one is called modded by uh this girl called fantasia it's just a series about three of her sims and the way she like designs her sims, I'm honestly so jealous. She has like the best custom content. Like all of this stuff wouldn't even make sense to you if you're not a player of the sims. <laughs> but she just like uh has three different storylines going on for each of her characters. And it's like watching a Netflix series, honestly. Like I'm always intrigued to see what they will do. And then I'm like, oh, I can go and play my own storyline. So it gets me motivated to go and play. Sounds really sad, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice summer what's your last thing all right so my last one so i kind of just made this up on the spot not gonna lie because <laughs> i couldn't think of another one and i was just thinking what's something that i've really been enjoying like lately not even just like in the past week but like overall and one of harry styles's albums it's called harry styles one it's his first solo album and i listened to it after i listened to fine line which is his most recent one it is so good. It's the one that Sign of the Times is on. And like, and oh, it's just so good. There's a song called Woman on there. And it's so unique. But then it's not like, you know, when someone says unique, you think of like, oh, he's trying to be different. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's just he's tried with like different styles of music. And it's like so diverse, like the songs on there. So I highly recommend people listen to it because it's so good. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Elle. Yeah. Um, my third favourite of the week is um, makeup therapy videos and it's because on my YouTube channel it came up and I recommended and it sounds really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Please like, explain because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> There's not a lot of the videos so I did put a, like a slash like an alternative video but basically makeup therapy videos are people like putting their makeup on but their camera's really close to their face. So you kind of see like all the texture. Like it feel and they basically like have rain and stuff and like really relaxing music on in the background. And you Is it like ASMR? And... No, because you don't hear them put the makeup on. I guess. But like it's more it's, I guess it's more visual because you watch them put visual their makeup ASMR. on. Yeah, you watch them put their makeup on, it's really relaxing to watch, and then they've got like rain or like really relaxing music in the background. And I just find it so satisfying. But then I also put an alternative because I've also been watching Get Ready With Me videos where people talk and put their makeup on. I just find it really satisfying watching people put their makeup on. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, I'm glad that you found that, Jayla. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Okay, great. Thanks, everyone. Lovely weekly favourites. Okay, so moving on to our main topic of discussion for this week. Um, this episode is themed around six form. Because yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, we've completed six form now. Well, not really completed it. We've we've finished technically. Sixth form? <laughs> completed it, mate. Yeah. 
completing um, it without even having to do exams. Mate. I know. So we thought, as the wise old owls that we are, we would impart some of our wisdom to those who are either in year 12, halfway through, if you're going into sixth form next year, or even if you're just thinking about applying, whether you think it's the right thing for you or not. Because um, it's kind of the next stage after you finish your GCSEs in high school. And it can be quite daunting, we think, just going into it. And although teachers can kind of prepare you for it, I feel like the best way to learn is from people who have actually like done it, if that makes sense. Yeah, most um, recent people as well. Yeah. And so I asked some of my um, younger friends... <laughs> Uh, sounds a bit weird yeah it does a bit actually Uh, (laughs) no but I asked them if they had any questions for us um, to ask on the podcast so that's what we're going to be doing now so we just want to give a big shout out and thank you to everyone who submitted a question you've basically made it so we don't have to do any work this week which is great Mm. (laughs) so uh, yeah we're just going to talk through them so first question comes from Aoife Um, Aoife asked quite a few questions so thank you very much first one is did you start new subjects you'd never taken before and did you find it hard to get into them Jaylan why don't you go first I had one subject that I'd done before which was English and then I also took sociology and media and I thought it was going to be hard to get into them because obviously I didn't even know the basics but I kind of preferred that I didn't really know anything and they ease you into it the same way as if you already did know the basics and they start really simplistic, like with media and sociology, they started off really simple. And I found it more interesting because I got to choose them. I feel like during GCSEs, even though you do choose them, you still have to do like science, maths and English and stuff. And the fact that I got to choose these two completely new subjects, I found it really interesting. And even with English, even though I knew the basics, there was still so much more to learn. And I feel like A-levels is pretty much just going deeper into things you really want to know about. So I didn't necessarily struggle because I hadn't taken them before. I found them more interesting because of that. Great. Oh. Summer? Um, I took all new subjects. So I took psychology, media and sociology. I think the same with Jayland. They kind of just ease you into it. And I feel like if you like that, because you, obviously you get to choose, choose something that you think you'll like. Because for me, I at the beginning, I liked pretty much all my subjects. And that different, definitely like changes how you see them Mm. um you find it it's like you learn about stuff that you're interested in so it's not that difficult and it's not that hard to grasp some of the stuff but also when you go from year 11 to year 12 on your induction day they'll give you summer work to do so you kind of learn the basics over the summer to prepare you for the actual like year so while you're like going through year 12 and learning stuff you'll have some things that came up from your summer work so you kind of already sort of know the basics so I think that definitely helped me yeah but just Uh, choose it doesn't matter if you're sorry (laughs) it doesn't matter if you um haven't taken them before I feel like I feel the same as Jane and really like if it's probably best to take something you haven't done before because it gives you a wider range of knowledge yeah I agree with both of you there um we also just want to give a disclaimer I should have said this at the beginning but all three of us uh went to the same sixth form so our experiences you know it might be a little bit biased and obviously all of these questions depend on you know where you go and what subjects you decide to take so just bear that in mind so yeah I would agree with both of you and say that um I only did one new subject I did uh history English literature and media and I didn't really find 
media was the one that I hadn't done before and I didn't really find it any harder than the other ones so yeah I think because you're interested in it like they say it just kind of is something new to learn about and once you kind of get the hang of it like Summer says you kind of have stuff that comes up from summer work and other subjects so that's helpful Mm. so yeah hope we answered that one I think that was a pretty good answer (laughs) yeah hope so uh, okay, so the next question from Aoife is, um, how do you motivate yourself to keep up with the extra out-of-class work? So obviously in sixth form, you have your homework that you would have been doing for GCSEs as well. But one of the main differences is that they often set extra work or things like further reading. So they're optional and you kind of only do them if you want to. <laughs> so for me, I think the at the start I was really conscious I wanted to do all the extra work all the further reading but then as you kind of go through I feel like you kind of just do the things that you think will be valuable to you so like if I see a a reading list for English say and I think wow there's a lot to read on here I'll just pick out this which I'm I think might be useful to do this exam or study this book you know so in terms of motivating yourself, I guess it's more an enjoyment thing. Obviously, if you're not enjoying anything that you're learning, then it will be harder to motivate yourself. But because, you know, I love English and I love studying English, then it wasn't too hard, I don't think. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I can't really remember doing any extra work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the only times I really did the extra, like the extra work was when I was really, really bored in freeze. <laughs> because obviously you go from having a lesson every single period and like having to do like 21 exams to only having three sometimes only two lessons like a day I don't know how to explain it like I, I agree with <laughs> Hannah like the stuff that I did do it was stuff I was interested in so in psychology there's this experiment by Zimbardo I can't I can't even remember what it's called now it's a prison experiment basically and I did extra reading on that because I found it really interesting how, like, people changed into the characters they were meant to play. Isn't it called, like, Stanford or something? Oh, yeah, Stanford Prison Experiment. Um, <laughs> <I just laughs> you know that and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I kind of just... Luckily for me... Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did not like media. I just found it like I like I liked the practical side of it so when we were editing videos and filming and stuff but that's like a pretty small part of it so I found it really really hard to most motivate myself for media so I try tried to like do the extra reading and stuff in like a fun way I guess hmm. but but for psychology I found it very easy to the extra work just because I enjoyed all the stuff I was doing because it was really interesting but yeah Jaylen? with me I didn't really Oh, I don't know how to word it because I, I, really ha- ha- I didn't have to motivate myself because I kind of just looked at it practically. And I know like a lot of the time you want to socialize with your friends in the freeze and stuff. But I was with these people like pretty much all the time. <laughs> and I was with them like at break, lunch. I had the same lessons with these people and things like that. So when it came to my free periods, that was kind of like my time where I would do um, extra work or homework because it meant that when I got home, I could do whatever I wanted. I'd watch Netflix, you know, do whatever. And mm. at the weekends, I got to meet whoever I wanted to because I got out of the way in school hours. And I feel like that's the best thing to do because I'm not very motivated when I'm at home. 
So if things did get on top of me, I think I'd really struggle to motivate myself at home. But being in the school environment and having a desk and having, I don't know, the teachers up there at six form with you, um, I just found it came naturally to me to just do it in my free periods because I just kind of saw it as class time. And in terms of extra work, I wouldn't push yourself to do it like what Hannah was saying you can kind of pick what's going to benefit you more because as an A-level student, they trust you to do that. They trust you to do the right information that's going to help you and that's going to help you do better in your essays or whatever it is you're doing. So I would make sure that you got your homework out of the way first. And if there's any extra wider reading, then just be selective. Yeah, that's a good point as well. I think um, in terms of sixth form in general, like when you first start, get into the habit of using your freeze practically because then it just becomes second nature to you because you go from having five lessons every single day five days a week and then you that drastically drops when you go to um year 12 so if you kind of get in the habit of you know when I'm at school I'm doing work apart from lunch and break then I feel like managing your time becomes a lot easier would you guys agree yeah but then I also feel like sometimes like freeze they they changed the word freeze to um what was it supervised study oh yeah supervised Thanks. study periods and i feel like if you are feeling like tired and everything don't push yourself to do work in your freeze like cuz you'll have a like you it's not like you only have like one free a day you can, you can have like two or three some people have like four frees a day like in year 13 i had a whole day off i had monday off which oh incredible okay <laughs> um but yeah, I just, I don't think, don't push yourself too hard because it sometimes doesn't work for a lot of people. Like, I know that was for me, like in year th- 13, I tried like stretching myself and everything, but like way too far and it kind of just didn't work out. But yeah, I'd say mm. get into a good routine. Yeah. Uh, next question then. Um, do you have a different relationship with teachers compared to lower school? Defo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all agree on this one like they just treat you so much differently especially when you go to sixth form that you don't have the people in your classes that like don't want to be there Mm -hmm. so the teachers don't have to focus on like getting them to behave and they can actually kind of help you more and because there's smaller class sizes as well I think that makes a difference because I just felt with my teeth well most of my teachers there was a few that didn't this didn't apply to (laughs) but most of my teachers I felt like I could just go to their classroom anytime and just ask them a question and they would be happy to help um I feel like the thing you said about the people who wanted to be there I feel like in a lot of my classes I didn't have that (laughs) (laughs) so in some of my um lessons like the teacher was trying to like get people to work a lot more but that might have just been the subjects that I take like I took But the relationships are definitely, like, a lot more different. Like, I don't think you get given detentions that much because they just, like, say, come on, just do your work. Like, it will benefit you and everything. And I feel like people who go to sixth form, they most likely want to go to university, so they'll work harder. Like, I know I didn't want... Me and Jalen don't want to go to uni, but, like... (laughs) um, (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like they just... they They treat you with a lot more respect as well. It's like you go from kind of feeling, I'd say, feeling on edge in your lessons from like if you do like one thing wrong, you'll get like a detention to feeling like just do your work and it'll be fine pretty much. Like, yeah, if you if you 
the thing what I found is that if I did my work I could joke around with my teachers and they just wouldn't really care if they're in the right mood but yeah yeah I think they just kind of see you as young adults um and even when you have days where you're like messing about or you're just not as engaged in the lesson and stuff they still respect you because they understand you more and they understand the stress that A-levels have and I think what Hannah was saying like because they have smaller classes they can have more focus on each individual and you build better individual relationships and because you've chosen to do their subject and they've obviously like specialized in whatever they're teaching you I think they get more enjoyment out of teaching you and I feel Mm -hmm. like you enjoy learning from them more and that's why you kind of establish this relationship because you know all the students are in that room wanted to be there but then not for summer's case (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's definitely I'd say there's a definitely a big difference in terms of teachers from year 11 to year 12 um okay so next question next question (laughs) comes from lily um thank you very much lily she says um are a levels more stressful than gcse's do they need more revision slash work so i feel like we can only comment on this partially because we didn't actually do our a levels (laughs) yeah but in terms of like you know sixth form as a whole and working towards a levels and working towards mocks and things um i would say you probably do need to do a bit more revision because I don't remember doing loads of revision for GCSEs, not gonna lie. I barely revised my GCSEs. <laughs> but, like, because when you're doing your GCSEs, you have obviously more subjects and more exams. Um, I think that felt really stressful because you'd have like two exams a day um, when I did them. Mm. Um, so it felt very stressful, like I was revising constantly. But with A levels, because you have freeze and because you're doing much less sub like you're doing only three subjects I feel like the work that you do is less I don't know really I'd say they're probably fairly similar I feel like they kind of over exaggerated the jump from GCSEs to A-levels like for me personally I know some people probably feel different um but I don't know I just I didn't feel like it was that much of a difference mainly because freeze if we didn't have freeze then oh my god i would have literally like yeah (laughs) probably would have dropped out but i feel like the freeze definitely give you a chance to like keep on top of your work and it definitely like i know for me with my gcse's i only revise within like the last week um but for a levels it definitely needs more revision because you have to know like names and dates and you, ha- you go more in depth, though, so you need to know all the details. So I feel like it takes more revision, but it's not. I feel like it's a bit more. Yeah, I'm. But I'm undecided on this question, Jayla. Mm-hmm. I felt that A levels were less stressful than GCSEs for me personally. Like what someone was saying about the jump, I didn't feel it was that drastic. I feel like it will be drastic for you if you don't enjoy well people don't really enjoy writing essays but if you're not very good at writing essays you might feel that initial panic when you go into a levels because it's very like essay driven but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get through it because obviously i think six form as a whole i prefer just because of the relationship with the teachers the freedom the respect having your free periods that's why i felt it was kind of an easier transition whereas in gcse's there was so much information and so many subjects and you never really felt like you could talk to the teachers about stuff because they had so many different students to focus on. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
that's why I found sixth form like as a whole and the actual A-levels easier and especially with the homework I just did it in my free periods like I mentioned earlier which meant I felt I don't know I felt more at ease knowing that I got homework out of the way and I got to go home and relax whereas with GCSEs I just five lessons every single day going home having to do homework going back and it just felt like constant constant work and Mm. I would say with A-levels you do have to revise more but yeah you're revising more for less subjects um which I also found easier because you're able to have a greater focus on lesser subjects and obviously these subjects are the ones that hopefully you really enjoy and the ones that you've chosen so you get to go over the work and be like oh I remember that that was really interesting and stuff like that yeah and the ones that you wanted to specialize in so I just felt I just I did feel that it was easier but like I said if you absolutely hate essays then you're not gonna have a good time (laughs) I feel like you had extra help in sixth form as well because you had all like the like in our sixth form especially we had like a couple teachers who were like there all the time to help you so they literally just like sat up in sixth form and were just there if you needed any questions and stuff and Mm -hmm. teachers have like well at least my teachers had like free periods as well that you could go speak to them in as well so I feel like you just have like a you just have more help I think with less subjects Mm. Uh, okay next question is also from Lily and she says uh, we've we've sort of already answered this one to be honest but do you prefer sixth form to high school yes yeah I agree I think I don't know like there's there's good and bad times of both Mm. Um, I think sixth form I just preferred it for me because I like being a bit more independent like doing my own thing and choosing what I want to do like you know when you have your free periods and stuff and yeah I just felt like I was surrounded by much better people uh mostly (laughs) (laughs) and but you know there is some good parts to high school like I loved the last few months of year 11 um didn't like it I loved my science (laughs) classes oh yeah my English I miss like some of the classes they were quite funny but like in terms of you know what you go to school for like the education I feel like I preferred sixth form Jenna yeah I preferred sixth form as a whole just because of the um, independence like obviously there was great respect between you and the teachers and having the free periods I just felt everything was much more relaxed like despite doing A levels (laughs) yeah everything else felt much more at ease and I felt like more in control of like the work and how I was learning um but like I think I prefer like the social aspect of um high school more because I felt like I was socializing with more people definitely Um, because during high school obviously the classes were smaller and I had like the same group no offense guys but like the same group of people (laughs) in like all of my lessons and I had break and lunch and I had three periods with them but whereas in high school I felt like I had a lot more friends and a lot more people to talk to and interact with because there were so many lessons and there were so many different kinds of people in all those lessons even the ones that were like the class clowns and like didn't actually want to learn anything <laughs> I don't know I just preferred the social aspect more but six form as a whole I did prefer the experience yeah, yeah. same with me like I I at GCSEs I kind of enjoyed the like how funny the classes were because there are obviously a lot more people so and there were people who really, like, didn't want to be there as well. So then they were kind of just, like, taking the piss and everything. So I feel like... And, you know, when you, like, cannot stop laughing at something. I feel like I miss that part of high school. But then the freedom of sixth form and, like, you kind of... 
figure out who your like real friends are i know that sounds really like cringy and everything but you can't you do and then you kind of just like i just feel like the freedom in sixth form is like i really appreciate like that type of stuff i know that's special to like our school but i just enjoyed it a lot more i don't think i was ready to leave either (laughs) okay so overall we'd say kind of yes and no like yes sixth form overall for the experience but we missed the social aspect of high school is there a big jump between year 12 and year 13 says Neve. i'd hmm. say there's a bigger jump between year 12 and 13 than there is from year 11 12 i, agree. I think it de- obviously depends like what subjects you're doing because um, yeah. i know some subjects are considered like harder at a level and some are kind of the same um but between year 12 and year 13 I feel like not only is the pressure amped up because you're getting closer to your A-levels, even though we didn't actually do them, you know, <laughs> we, we were preparing to the whole year. So um, as well as that, you've also got different things going on as well. Like most of us learning to drive. Um, coursework. You know, coursework, all that starts at the start of year 13. Uh, if you're doing an application to university, that happens in the first term of, mm. I'd say just, the first um, term of year 13 was probably like the most heavy going oh on for me, God. I think. It was absolutely awful that first Not term. to scare you off or anything, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but on, it's like, there was so much going on, like learning to drive. We Most of us had jobs as well. Mm. Um, and it's just, oh, that first term gives me PTSD. <laughs> but yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I feel like if you work hard in year 12, it won't be that big of a jump from year 13. But a lot of people kind of take year 12 as kind of like, you know, easing into it and everything. But then year 13, it's like, oh, God, our exams are in like eight months. But yeah. Jenna? I'd say it's the same as like year 10 and 11. I feel like the first year, you're always kind of like a bit more lenient with like how much work you do and you know, you're just a bit more like, oh, this is exciting, like, this is new, these are my new subjects, these are my new people, and then, like, year 11 and year 13 hit you, and you're like, oh, right, okay, now it's actually, (laughs) now this is what we've been working towards throughout the first year, so it just kind of hit you, but I was on top of all my work throughout year 12, so year 13, the only shift was the pressure I felt from other people, because the teachers weren't very good at hiding how stressed they were. (laughs) Yes. And, like, obviously the uni applications and the pressure from that. And then you've got all these assemblies that are telling you, apply for uni or apply here or apply there. And you're just mm. like, ah! I feel like <laughs> that is the problem at that time. They literally just try and throw you into uni. And obviously that doesn't fit a lot of people. Yeah, but I just feel as long as you're on top of your own work, just ignore the pressure from everyone else. Because sometimes it did get to me and I did think, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? But as long as you get through your A-levels and that's your main focus... You've you're already like one step there. Mm. I'm not sure if this was any for anyone else. Uh, year twelve and year thirteen went so quickly. Like I know we missed half of the year for year thirteen, but year twelve, but yeah, it went so fast. Yeah, I agree. It did. Make the most of it, guys. <laughs> yeah. All so, right. do you want to ask a few questions? I shall. Um. So this is from Kebra. How did you decide what A levels to do, Jayla? I went to. Was it an induction day? Yeah. And basically, I, jo- I I think we had five periods. And you know, you always have like a rough idea of what you want to do. 
Well, yeah. for each like period, I went to loads of different A-level sessions and there was always a booklet there kind of like summarizing the course. The teachers were always there. Just find out as much information as possible because that's literally your opportunity to do so. I always yeah. had like a rough idea of what I wanted to do and I couldn't decide between psychology and sociology. And I just kept attending like these sessions and talking to the teacher and just saying like, what's the difference? And there was also um, an example of the exam and the layout. And I kind of preferred the layout of sociology questions than I did psychology. And with psychology, you had to take like maths and things like that. So I just kind of did a pros and cons list in my head just from attending these sessions. So I do recommend like just to use all of your time because this is really important because you're going to be studying it for two years. And obviously it's going to be your A-level at the end of the day. Yeah, you don't want to waste your time going to something that you won't enjoy. Yeah, just because your friends are going. Mm. Summer? Um, for me, I knew that I wanted to take psychology because I'd always been really interested in that kind of stuff. Um, I wanted to take media because on one of the open evenings, um, I went to the like media class and the teacher was like really like good. He, he was like really enticing to like, like showing off the subject in a really, really good way. So I kind of decided there that I wanted to take media. Um, and then I also wanted to take theatre studies. So I actually put my name down for that as well. So I was going to take psychology, theatre studies and media. But then I was the only one who wanted to take theatre studies. <laughs> um, so then I had to choose something else. And my sister had taken sociology and uh, she'd, she'd explained to me like what, it's, like what it talks about. And at first I was like... All right, it sounds a bit like you know boring and like I'm not the greatest at writing essays and everything but I went to the uh, induction day and went to the so I think I went to two sociology um, lessons just because I really wasn't sure um, and I really th I thought it was really interesting so I feel like on the induction days don't waste your time going to classes with your friends because there's loads of new people coming into sixth form like you'll make more friends like for me I made like a really good friend from her coming to sixth form and I had every single class with her um and at first I was like I was kind of when I I say that I really wanted to take psychology when I found out that not many of my like I didn't know if my friends were going to be in it I was like oh I don't know but then I was just thinking this is something that I really want to study and it's one of the lessons that I preferred like it was one of my favourite lessons. So I feel like just take stuff that you're interested in and just listen in the induction days and like really think about it. Anna? That's that's my biggest advice I would say is do stuff that you like because if you force yourself like to do something that you think will, you know, get you a good high paying career but you don't actually enjoy the subject, then don't waste your time, honestly. Because mm. A levels are kind of just like another thing that you can add and you can always pursue different things later uh, that's a different question anyway um <laughs> i decided i think i decided to do history because i liked it at gcse and i looked at um the modules on the a-level course and i thought yeah this is nice i like this um so that's too much when you're applying you kind of just look at the subject like at a glance but you know look at the different things that you'll be doing because at the end of the day that's what you'll be assessed on and if you think, oh, I might not, I don't think I'm going to like that, then that's important to know. Um, in terms of this, look at the modules, because um, 
you don't really I definitely wanted to do some sort of English I couldn't decide whether to do English language um you can't just do language um so because our school they only offer uh language when I just went to the different talks like they were saying like on the induction days just to see what the difference was um and spoke to teachers as well for that one because I was like Look, I don't know, because at GCSE, you kind of do literature and language uh, without even realising it. And then they say, like, in year 11, you're like, oh, you have two different GCSEs. <laughs> There's yeah. a language and a literature one. So um, I guess that helped. And then for media, I was kind of undecided on this one. I was choosing between, I think, French and politics and media. I went with media in the end. Again, just because, like... I really like the coursework element of it and I think it's it has taught me some useful skills um so I would just say decide by just what you enjoy at the end of the day science humanities just whatever Mm. yeah study tip so this one off in um sociology my teacher told me a really really good way to revise and I've used it ever since and if I found it so helpful so what I did for like each like like topic I'd make a mind map and kind of like a spiral. so like you had like so psychology the Stanford prison experiment and then I'd have like loads of like lines going off saying all the details so I'd do that and then I'd also then have a sticky note and put it on the paper and then put like keywords and then when I was revised so I had all that ready and then when I was going to revise I'd like memorize the order of the keywords and then I'd say like they trigger like the rest of the Quizlet flashcards they're really good for knowing like terminology knowing dates knowing people all of them I had to know for all of my subjects uh quotes as well for English um details Mm. Yeah, I think my maps is good. Obviously, it depends on what you're doing because uh, all of my subjects were kind of essay-based subjects. So I found that that helps in terms of like planning essays and planning answers mm. to questions and doing like themes for English and like key events for history. Um, I use different things for all of them, though. I think my main thing was flashcards. Um, yeah, online. I lines for history. I used to do loads of them. Um, um is probably the best way because um when you get to aims the you usually get like two three four questions and they'll all be like 30 marks each it's not like a gcse science paper where you have like two markers on every single page you know it's like most of for well for my subjects it took like two and a half hours to answer three questions (laughs) so yeah just planning answers planning what you would put for a question if it came up in the exam. I need to go get some water. So types, and then in the top right, I'd say like, um, and there would just be like stuff like that. Um, it helped me kind of divide the information in my head. And then obviously I'd have my post note on top and I'd have the keywords that would trigger the further information. But I also, um, for some reason, after writing out loads and loads of mind maps on all the information I learned in year 12, in year 13 i decided to then rewrite all that information in a different way yeah why not give myself more work 
basically I wanted to experiment with revision because I wanted to see different ways of retaining the information and I then also did booklets which also helped just as much as the mind maps to be honest and I do the same thing so there were like three topics did the same as summer because we had the same sociology teacher and yeah I basically had a mind map and I'd have the topic in the middle whatever I was doing so let's say it was about ethnicity in the classroom I'd have that title in the middle and then I'd split it off into different topics within that because that's very much what A-levels is like there's always stuff within the stuff um, subtopics <laughs> so um there would be like in the top left I'd have like um um teachers there were three topics that she taught me so i'd have three different booklets on those three different topics and then within that i'd have um the subtopics and then the information and then the keywords and i really like the booklets um more so than the mind maps simply because all my information was in one place with mind maps if i just had one mind map on ethnicity i'd have like 20 more mind maps to do just on this one topic so I just found that really hard, like not knowing where all my sheets were. And it was basically just a practical thing to just have like this little booklet that you've stapled together and you know all your information on crime and deviance, for example, is all in this booklet. And within that, you've got your post-it notes with the keywords and yeah. And it's also, I know it sounds silly, but when you make your revision pretty or you put a lot of effort into it, I feel like you enjoy revising more and you enjoy looking back on it more because if it's all scruffy and stuff, at the time it may help, but you're going to look back and think, I don't enjoy reading this and I have no idea what I've bloody written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like for for me, I the thought of revising was really, really boring, but then when I was actually doing it, I didn't think it was that bad because I found a way that worked for me. So I feel like when Jalen said, like, experiment with what works for you, definitely doing that do that because it, it could like change how you revi- how you revised and like your feedback for revising so mm. yeah next question this is from neve neve asked quite a few thank you neve <laughs> um when should you start revising well revising i think maybe a week before lockdown and that was just after <laughs> just after our just after our mocks so that was maybe march because i for our entrance exams i gave myself a week which was not enough a week for um each subject subject so three weeks overall uh wasn't enough but content so i'd give yourself a couple months i'd say yeah it kind of depends on when you have your mocks because you're you're revising for them without even realizing it so when you come to revise for real exams, then if you revise for your mocks, then it, the knowledge will already be there. And obviously, mm. even though we didn't do like our real exams, I think for GCSEs, that was something that stood out to me. Like if you revise for your mocks, then that really benefits you. Um, in terms of like when you should revise for actual A-levels, I think they advise you to make revisions as you go along. But I really don't think that, is what most people do to be no, honest I didn't do that I did it for like a month and then stopped just because you have so much work and when you get into year 13 well it's just not viable to do it every after every single lesson on top no. of your homework so um yeah like give yourself a few months um it's up to you if you want to start revising at the year th- at the start of year 13 then do it I suggest um 
Well, my mocks were, well, our mocks were in um, <laughs> February time. I gave myself like a month and a half before the mocks to revise for the mocks because I kind of did a list of what I was going to do each day and I would kind of end up covering everything in all three of my subjects. I calculated on my notes list <laughs> that I would ma- I'd be able to revise everything in time for my mocks. So I made all my mind maps and stuff and then obviously had my February mocks. And then after that, because it was around the time of mocks, there wasn't a lot of homework. So after my mocks were done, I was kind of bored. And I was like, I want nothing to do in my free periods. So I thought, you know what? I've already started my revision notes. I'm just going to carry on with this new information that I've been learning. And I kind of just, every time there was a free and I didn't have anything to do, I would just stay on top of my revision. So I started revising for my actual A-levels towards the end of February up and down <laughs> um so i was revising in february and i'd say even like january time i was revising because i was revising for my mocks and unintentionally mm. revising for my actual a level exams and that's why i definitely recommend revising for your entrance exams and your mocks because you're going to have revision notes you can use for your a levels and i actually almost finished my notes because i'd done so much for my entrance exams and for um my mock so yeah yeah I feel that as well uh, the lot a lot of the stuff that I knew well in our final like really well in our final set of mocks was because I'd made revision notes for them for our entrance exams so yeah also side note um we had to do entrance exams at the end of year 12 to go into year 13 um I know not every school does this so it might just be us but yeah. it's like just mocks at the end of your 12, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next question. Oh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Hannah. And it says, I think, feel like we've sort of answered this. Is year 13 less fun because of stress of A-levels? Hannah? Um, year 13 is what you make of it. Obviously, there are quite a few things that you have to do and consider and decisions that you have to make, big decisions. Um, not going to harm you at all. <laughs> so... You'll probably end up doing it better, but... For yeah. me, with everything at the start of year 13, I literally just didn't have time. Mm. Do you know? I don't know, because when I think back to year 12, like I was really happy in year 12, and then year 13, I was also really happy. So <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Um, I think it depends. Obviously, if you're moving into a new sixth form at the start of year 12, or you're having like your own issues, um, groups, because that kind of all starts again at the start of year 12 I think um like it does when you start high school um then year 13 will be more fun for you but if not then again it's what you make of it to be honest yeah um year 13 was less fun simply because you kind of shifts like in year 12 I feel like the freeze are much more relaxed and because there's less work and you're kind of just you know, enjoying the how independent you are and you're just chatting, kind of treating them like your um, breaks and lunches whilst doing work at the same time, if you're on it. But um, in year 13, what we were saying earlier about like all of a sudden there's this new pressure, I personally felt that I was having less fun in year 13 because every single free I was working at start to finish. Whereas in year 12, I did give myself a break if I needed it. But I didn't do that in year 13 because I just really wanted to stay on top of everything. I didn't want to lose my train of thought. And also in year 13, I feel like everyone's a bit like, oh, it's almost over. So I did feel like 
in terms of friendship group, everyone was kind of like in the same boat and everyone was kind of doing their own thing. Like they needed to get their own stuff done with like coursework or homework or whatever it may be. For me, at the start, I didn't enjoy the start of year 13, but that was because loads of like different reasons. So like coursework, the stress of like kind of being forced to do a personal statement that I didn't want to do. Um, I had just started a new football team, which was a lot more dedication I was trying to learn how to drive and then I had a lot more responsibility at my part-time job. So I feel like that time I didn't enjoy, but that when I kind of like said, all right, enough is enough. I wasn't taking as many shifts at the place where I work. I cut down football a bit and like I tried not to think too much about certain things. I feel like it definitely helped. So after that, I started enjoying year 13 a lot more, Mm. but I probably enjoyed year 12 more because the teachers weren't as stressed and (laughs) they weren't putting that stress on you so again what things should you put on your personal statement not a clue hannah (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) no that's a good question because honestly when you come to write a personal statement i didn't realize how much like independent you had to be like they don't really give you a lot of guidance to be honest um it i would say once you've written it yeah they'll kind of read through and help you out with it but in terms of actually starting and knowing what to put on it's you know it's stressful so um i had the same question i think um first things first is if you have any work experience any volunteering experience those are probably the best things you can put on even if it's not in the field that you're interested in it shows that you've gone and got experience maybe you found that job wasn't for you or you wanted to do something else then it's all a learning curve so um as you kind of have gone be above and beyond your subject is useful so um uh volunteering in like lower school history classes in year 12 so that was really useful to put on my personal statement um is kind of underrated on a personal statement as well is uh extra reading because you might do extra reading in year 12 and the start of year 13 and you don't even realize but that you can put on your personal statement and as long as it's not like text for example like english or like in your course then it's fine you can put it on and talk about it and say what you learned from it and why that is you to study what you want to study so Anything that just kind of shows that you want to study it and you just, you're not being forced to study it, basically. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, yeah, so like extra reading, even if you've had a job, I think, or if you're part of a sports team um, that you love, yeah. So, and that's what they want to see. They want to see that you can manage your time effectively and you'll be able to balance a university degree. I don't think... I can't oh, think I of anything something. else. I remember anything you can. Yeah, like, if you play a musical instrument, like, all of that stuff shows that you... Um, yeah. You don't. <laughs> and also, because when you make a university application, they'll be able to see, you know, what GCSE... Because I actually wrote my personal statement, but because I didn't get checked up, I don't actually really know what information you need to include. But I do remember um, a teacher telling me, because what Hannah was saying about, say, all these things that you've done, make sure that you don't list them, because when someone's reading it, they're going to be like, 
okay, you learned this instrument, so, oh, like you had this work experience, so, mm. like you need to say why this is gonna, why this has benefited you, because you need to prove that you actually learned something from all these experiences, because otherwise it's just gonna sound like a list of you bragging. Whereas if you say what you learned from it, then you're gonna sound more like a student who has put in the effort and time to do these extracurricular activities or um, do this or do that. And you'll see more like a... what A-levels you're going to do, what your predicted grades are. They can see all of that. So you don't need to say they want to get to know you. It's a personal statement. Um, so this is your only chance, really, in a university application to kind of talk about yourself. So, you know, mm. embrace that. <laughs> right. Next question from Neve again. Uh, tips on keeping organised and motivated. Jaylan? I feel like you're good at this. Well, you guys are good at this. I'm probably not. But... <laughs> um, kind of easy for us because we kind of enjoy what we're doing. But if you ever feel like unmotivated, nice, um, then I would say taking a break from work sometimes is really helpful. Like Summer says, like if you feel like you're being overwhelmed with work and you want to take a free where you just do nothing, then that's fine. Um, okay. Um, yeah, we kind of spoke about keeping motivated. I think um, is things organised in like exam season, I guess, uh, was using Google Calendar. I put all of my exams on my calendar so I could kind of see when everything was and how much time I had before an exam I needed to do. And also I made a list of um, get your specification um, or if you have a list of things that you know will come up on the exam, make a list of them and then count how many days you have until that exam and say like, okay, I need to do this, this, this and this before my exam, you know, so you're kind of getting everything checked off. Um, to-, to keep myself organized in terms of like all the stuff that I had learned is that I had three separate files for each A-level and you know when teachers like give you all of these sheets and stuff, I made sure that they were all in the correct files and they weren't just stuffed in my bag because then you're not going to lose them. You're never going to find the information again. So I had my three files that I took to school every single day and I that's where I'd have all the stuff that I was learning, all the recent stuff. And once I'd moved on from a topic, I'd go home, I'd go through those files and think, okay, I don't need this topic on like ethnicity anymore. I can now file it in my folder because at home I kept my folders for media and sociology and English and that's where I kept all of the stuff that I didn't necessarily need for the classroom currently but it was still important information that needed to be kept aside and it means that you haven't got sheets and sheets of stuff and you don't really know where to begin you've got all your recent and relevant stuff you're learning in the classroom on you and you've got all the other important stuff at home so whenever there was revision lessons, that's when I'd bring in my folders that I had from home because it was all my old information. Um, and I think it's really useful to stay on top of that um, because otherwise you're just going to get really confused and you're going to have so many sheets. You're just going to want to recycle them all and never look at them again. <laughs> so I made sure that I did that. And then in terms of revision, I also had a list. I had it in my notes. And on your iPhone notes, you can have like a little circle that you can tick off. And <laughs> that is ticking stuff off is the best um for me i kind of did the same as jaylan i had my three separate folders just to keep everything organized rather than just throwing it in my bag i had a notepad that had different sections so it was kind of like a thing down in the separate section so i had one section for psychology one section section for media and one section for sociology 
um and put it in my folder straight away I kind of only emptied it when it got too heavy for my bag um take like a whole evening so I'd probably say do what Jaylan said because she always was very organized but (laughs) motivation from Neve again would you say extra reading and research helps I want to just like revise for the next two weeks I'd see how many frees I had Monday and then I'd see what I could do in like two hours for example if I had two frees and then I'd write it down and then I would just kind of make a list of what I could get done on the specific days based on how many hours I had in the day of free periods I always made sure that I only used my revision in my frees because otherwise I would just stress at home um so yeah I made sure that I only did it in my free period time at school Mm. and i got to tick I, kinda, I, I would say you know if you've got the time to do it and you want to do it then definitely um mm. because unlike gcse's there's kind of no boundaries to what you need to know at a level for my subjects mm. anyway like humanity subjects um um well i know neve does english so, <laughs> so i feel like um it's definitely most beneficial for that one because in your exam you can always reference these things and it will just show examiners that you know um and then researched it and you want to know more about it and it kind of supports your arguments um so yeah i would say if you've got the time and you want to do it then definitely it helps yeah it depends on what um grade you're at so i was working in a and then the thing that would push me to be an a star is if i added wider reading so um, for sociology, if I added like critics and stuff, actually the same for English. So if I added critics and stuff that wasn't part of like the um, that would push me to A star because it would show that I really know a lot about the subject. But I would say like if you're working at like a D or C or something, just don't like bother with not in a bad way. But I wouldn't put too much of your focus on wider reading. Just make sure you've got the curriculum set and done. And once you've like done that and you're comfortable with the essay style and you're comfortable with the information that you're learning and stuff, that's when you think about wider um, readers because it's not necessary. Um, and it is still possible to get like A stars and stuff without the wider reading. But I would say that it depends on where you're at because it's better to focus on the main curriculum than even consider wider reading. Yeah. Jane on me, I swear you should be a teacher if I knew that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of working at like a C. So for for me, like Jaylan said, I wasn't really bothered about wider reading. I was kind of just trying to like perfect the exam, like answering exam questions, like doing 30 markers and everything and get the right structure. Cause that's something I did say writing in media. So I kind of focused more and I kind of I with media I feel like just staying up to date with with what with what's going on that definitely helped me a lot because just by like like I said earlier with Twitter just staying on there just staying up to date you can bring things to help with your exam writing um that doesn't exactly feel like extra reading um sometimes as well you do extra reading without even realizing it like I would I think I read a book in year 12 and then I found that it was within my time period for one of my English exams. And I asked my teacher if I could use it. She said, yeah. So, like, you kind of just sometimes do it without even realising and then it, it benefits you later on. Yeah, that that's exactly like saying, like, if you take something that you like, you're kind of already doing that stuff. Yeah. So the extra reading and stuff. 
Yeah, great. Well, um... this has been a long one. When I start to really focus on how to write the exam question, I start doing a lot better in my essays. So I agree with Jaylan. Um, if you like our podcast, then rate us five stars. Uh, subscribe, follow. We're available on multiple different platforms now, which is exciting. Um, if you've also got any questions for us, if you want to ask us a question, send us a message. We do a Q&A section typically in our episodes. Um, or if you want to be on the podcast, we would love to have you. Um, again, just send us a message. Uh, or if you think you've got a topic that you think might be interesting for us to talk about, uh, we'd love to hear what you've got to say. So um, thank you, guys. And uh, yeah, I hope peace this out. Helped people. <laughs> I, hope this, I hope this helped people going in sixth form and like going into year 13. Yeah. So. yeah, like I said, we are quite wise. So it should help you. 